Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific markets are following the U.S. lower this morning. The Nikkei in Tokyo is down 1%. Seoul is off more than half a percent. And Sydney is trading lower as well. Investors are on edge as they keep an eye on soaring COVID-19 numbers in India and the impact that may have on the region's economies. Joining me now to break down all the market action. Happy Friday, Ryan Huang. Happy Friday, Michelle. How you doing? Pretty good. Are all you all right. set for the weekend? Looking forward, as always. Now, effective tonight at 11.59pm, Singapore will block the entry of just about anyone aside from Singapore citizens and long-term residents who have been in India any time within the past two weeks. The entry ban is in reaction to a spiking COVID-19 outbreak in India, and the Singapore government has indicated it will remain in place indefinitely. The border closure is certain to cause economic ripples, possibly starting with the labour market. So Ryan, it's no secret that a large percentage of workers in the construction and marine sectors, as well as other industries, are from India. Is this border closure with India likely to exacerbate the current manpower crunch? Mm, Indeed, that is likely to be the case. And we are looking at project delays. Of course, we've gotten already with COVID-19 that bottlenecks um, happening with, with the manpower issue we don't have enough construction workers. We don't have enough specialized labor. So all of that feeding through to a situation where you have projects being delayed. And if you look at the concerns among employers, they are struggling to get their timelines on track. So some of the projects and contracts have been delayed. And on top of that, because of the shortage of supply, wages have been going up. So it's also a bit of a double whammy. So an example that's in the Business Times is around how skilled bricklayers used to earn around $60 to $80 a day. Now they can command around $250. So that is how much might be feeding into costs being passed down to consumers at the end of the day. Somehow, that has to be paid by someone and we also have to consider how long this might drag out. So that is another moving part. And that is just a construction industry. You also have other industries like the petrochemical industry, the processes industry, all that also seeing costs go up by around 30%. So you have right now BTO projects, construction projects, property. So all that could see delays and in turn also see costs going up So something to watch for the near future to see how this unfolds. Yeah, so two factors. Companies concerned about their ability to meet contract deadlines, others about having to pay more to fill positions. So we're going to keep an eye out on how this story continues to play out, particularly as the effects could take time to surface. Singapore, by the way, not the only country to ban workers from India. The United Arab Emirates is barring most flights from the subcontinent as well. In the meantime, another COVID-related travel story. Singapore's planned travel bubble with Hong Kong has been delayed again. So what's the latest here? Do we know why? And are there any indications of when this bubble between Hong Kong and Singapore could finally come into place? Well, the bubble has burst before it can even begin. So this is actually off reports, uh, media reports that were speculating that we might actually hear about it yesterday. So that didn't happen. So there was all this back and forth between officials, the government and the media. Uh, eventually what transpired is 
we have a bit of a statement from the Ministry of Transport saying the date of the air travel bubble between Hong Kong and Singapore has yet to be fixed. And this is, of course, difficult to call because the situa- situation is so fluid. And the, late, the most they can say is they hope to get it up in the air as soon as possible. And for now, it is difficult to pin down a date. Bubbles up in the air. All right, let's turn to the U.S. now where stocks were sailing along smoothly until about 1 p.m. New York time. That is when media reports surface that the Biden administration may sharply increase the capital gains tax. That news led to the Dow, Nasdaq and the S&P 500 to reverse course. All three indices finished down about 1%. So Ryan, just how high a tax rate is the Biden administration eyeing? It's quite a whopper. And who would have to pay it? <laughs> well, in short, it is going to be the wealthiest who will take the brunt of it, so to speak, in terms of at least percentage terms. And what we have right now is current levels of capital gains tax. That rate is now at 20%. So we could see it double to as high as 43.4%. So this will be in store down the cuts, down, on down the line for those earning $1 million or more. So that is going to be a new top rate. And just to reinforce, this is the capital gains tax rate. It's not the income tax rate. This is the tax that you pay for selling assets, making profit on those assets like property or your investments. And so is also, this $1 million, just, just, just hmm. to ask, this $1 million cap, is this for people earning $1 million in capital gains, not just earning $1 million overall? Earning capital gains. Right. So those who in a year might the wealthy see investors. a bumpy um, a crop of bonuses or investors getting a huge sale on their houses. And especially so, I think he is trying to target fund managers as well because this has been something he's been trying to pick on for quite some time, how fund managers in the stock markets, in the capital markets have been able to park their earnings as capital gains. So essentially sidestepping the tax rate that they should have paid at a higher rate. And one of the complaints has been how a lot of the Wall Street bankers and fund managers have been paying a lower tax than blue-collar workers. So that has been one complaint that he has been trying to equalize, so to speak, with um, this tax rate system, trying to close that loophole. So that, of course, will go into funding his next round of social plans targeting childcare and education. We could hear more details next week. So that is when he is expected to address a joint session of Congress for the first time. Yeah, we'll see whether, you know, the lobbyists manage to make a change in that uh, tax rate. The proposal reverses, could reverse if it's passed, a long-standing provision on the tax code that taxes returns on investment actually lower than taxes on labor. So that could change that um, permutation. Two other U.S. stories of note this morning. First, the Biden administration is stepping up U.S. commitments to combat climate change. It is pledging to cut the country's carbon emissions by 50% by year 2030. Investors are going to be assessing which sectors are likely to benefit from this pledge. Think electric vehicles, wind turbines, and other sources of renewable energy. The second story to mention, there are signs that the U.S. labor market is picking up. Unemployment claims in the U.S. fell to a new pandemic era low for the second week in a row. What's the latest here? Yeah, so it is yet another encouraging sign that perhaps the U.S. economy is picking up and the latest number is 
547,000 for initial jobless claims. That is around 50,000 lower than the prior week. So it's two weeks in a row that the numbers are below 600,000. So it's a fresh one-year low. So it's a good sign if you're looking at how the US economy might be picking up in terms of the jobs market. But of course, it is still quite far from going back to pre-COVID-19 levels, but it is yet another step in the right direction. In other news, investors have a lot of corporate headlines to sort through this morning, thanks in part to earnings season. So we're going to take a look at a couple of the biggest movers, both in the US and here in Singapore. And for that, we turn to our game, Up or Down, I Name an Asset, an Item in the News, and Ryan tells us which way it's moving, up or down. If he gets them all right, breakfast is always Mm -hmm. on me. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go, breakfast. (laughs) Intel. All right, Intel. I would be calling it... Mm, it's a tough one. I would say it's up, <laughs> but not for the right reasons. Manufacturing costs are going up for Intel. So its sales outlook is up, but mm. its profit forecast is down because it, it has to invest big time to catch up with its rivals and ramp up its investments in new chip making capacities so that is going to cost it quite a bit in the near term at least yeah i called it down because intel's revenue and profits are slightly off from last year not a great start for the company's ceo i have to say all right next up snap all right snap is an up for me on some fronts it Mm. is reporting encouraging numbers so first quarter results exceeded expectations what stood out for me is daily active users were at 280 million. So that beat expectations of 275 million and higher than last year's 229 million. So more people are using Snap. But I think the trouble is they are still finding it hard to monetize the growth here. So this is something to watch. Yeah, up for me as well. Snap shares up 5% in after-hours trade thanks to that strong earnings report. Next up, Maple Tree. Well, MapleTree is an up for me and this is around news that MapleTree Investments is exploring listing a student housing REIT in Singapore to raise around $1 billion and this could happen as soon as next year. So we saw all three MapleTree related indexes or REITs up yesterday in the action that saw the broader SDI in the green. Yeah, up for me on the back of that news as well. Next, Top Glove. Right, Top Glove is probably a down for me. It's trying to raise more money, $1.4 billion, through the sale of more shares. So not a great piece of news if you are a shareholder. You are likely to get uh, see more pressure on the stock price today. So 60% of net proceeds will go towards expanding the company's production capacity and to develop a data-driven manufacturing system. So it needs more money to grow. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, the issuing of new shares to the tune of $1 billion US dollars, raising money, likely good for its business, but maybe not so good for existing shareholders. So I'm going to go with down as well. Next, iFast. Okay, iFast is up for me. And this is a company that is posting yet another record in its quarterly numbers. Record net profit of $8.8 million in the first quarter. This is two and a half times what it got last year in the same period. And assets under management or administration rose to a new record as well, $16.1 billion. So you are looking at another up quarter for iFast. Yeah, up for me as well for iFast, the wealth management platform, I think, posting record profits. I'll keep an eye out on that one. Next, Keppel. 
Capital would be an up for me. It had a first quarter business update, so it didn't disclose exact figures for its financials. What it did say is first quarter net profit was slightly higher than the $160 million posted in the same period last year. So it's doing better this quarter Mm -hmm. off the back of a wider economic recovery. So all key business units except the offshore marine side were profitable. So is that up for you? It's an up for me because it is getting a bit of traction in business. So, so far, mm. by early indications in Q1, it is reporting higher net profit. So up okay, for me. Okay, so I'm going to go down because I think Keppel's first quarter profits are up, but not by much. So I'm going to say that's actually a down for the company. Next up, ComfortDelGro. Okay, ComfortDelGro would be an up for me. So mm-hmm. this is off the back of news. It is partnering e-commerce platform Lazada. And it will allow users on its app to book ComfortDelGro Taxi. So, Why do you want to book it through Lazada when you can book it through its own app? That is a good question. But I guess if you have more options to get more customers, mind, top of mind recall when you see a ComfortDelGro app icon on your Lazada icon when you're shopping, you might start thinking, hey, maybe I will try it next time. So <laughs> maybe it might have some marketing spilled over. All right, up for me as well. ComfortDelGro was one of the biggest movers on the stock exchange yesterday. Following that news that you'll soon be able to book a comfort taxi from within Lazada's shopping app. Now, one last story before we check in on markets. Did you hear about the direct flights, Ryan, that Alibaba will be running from Singapore to China's Hainan Island every Sunday? Don't get your hopes up. The flights are not for tourists, those of you who started packing. Instead, it's for handbags and shoes, luxury cargo. Tell us more. Yeah, this really reflects how much business there is in luxury goods. So much demand that Alibaba is catering or chartering one flight at least per day on Sunday, starting this Sunday, just to ship goods, luxury goods back to China for Chinese shoppers. And this is just a start. It is planning to do a flight every day almost when things pick up and then expand that service to other markets as well, like Japan, possibly South Korea as well. So all that revenge spending perhaps after COVID-19 is triggering a huge demand for luxury goods. Yeah, revenge spending, fueling flights. Uh, let's check in on local stocks right now. The Straits Times Index rallied yesterday, closing up 1% at 3187. How is the Straits Times Index doing this morning? Yeah, so we are pretty much in line with the rest of the region, slightly underwater for now, down by 0.5%, 3,173. So reversing yesterday's gains of 1%. And we've been talking about a couple of companies. Um, IFAS had a pretty good quarter, and we are looking at the stock price up 2.2% at 6.32 right now. And if you look at the Maple Tree Trio, or at least some of the Maple Tree REITs, most of them in the red right now, giving back gains from yesterday. And looking at one more, uh, that is Top Glove. It is actually up, up by 2.2% at $1.85, despite saying, or at least new saying, it's going to be raising more money with the sale of new shares. And a quick snapshot of the STI, it is, no surprise, mostly in the red, just five names in the green. Right atop is Capital Corporation, up 0.7% at 537 And this follows its latest Q1 business update where it alluded to a higher net profit this quarter versus the quarter last year. All right. 
He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Stay tuned right here on Your Money. I'm going to take a look at a firm. It is a Norwegian edtech firm backed by SoftBank, currently trading on the Oslo Stock Exchange. It's looking to expand here in Asia. Got about a billion users, uh, a lot of them teachers. So edtech, user-generated content, growing its footprint here in Asia. We shine the company's spotlight on Kahoot! in just a while. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.